to live for. And this woman can't stand golf. Well, I belong to him. Even the things that he gives me aren't really mine. I have to answer to him for what I do with the things that he gives me. Living our lives with this in mind will change our lives radically. If we lived our lives with that fact that God owns me and everything I have that he's given me doesn't belong to me, it actually belongs to him and I have to give an account for it, that would change our lives so radically. Even the 10% minimum financial giving guideline set by God is superseded by the fact that all we have is his anyway. It's less about the, what amount he's asking me to give and more about what he's permitting me to keep. But when, I, when he lets me keep what I can keep, I still have to use it wisely because I still have to account what he's left me to keep. It's a whole different mindset. Well, okay, God, how much am I going to put in the offering this week? Well, which my are we talking about? Is it my money, my life? How, how am I going to serve on one of the teams that help at church? Is it, is, it, is it my time to choose, my energy to choose, or am I owned by God and he is the person that owns my life and therefore I follow him and do what he says? It's um, all about him because it's all his anyway, we are his. All we have is his. So seeing that and owning that Jesus was now his God radically changed Thomas's life himself. From then on, it was all about whatever you say, Jesus, whatever you say, God, whatever the cost is, and I'll tell you what the cost for him was in a minute, whatever it is, that's it. I belong to you. You own me. And the second thing that revelation changed was it changed those around him. Now, this is incredible, right? After Thomas linked the title, my Lord and my Lord with deity, Jesus being God, get this, every recorded use by the believers in the New Testament from then on always use the title Lord in relation to Jesus as God. There are only two exceptions when curios is not used in that way. One is in Acts 10 verse 12 where Cornelius was addressing an angel and not Jesus. And the other one is Revelation where John um, is addressing an elder who clearly is not Jesus. But every time in the New Testament after Thomas had said that and said, my Lord and my God, Everything in there relates to Lord, God, deity, Jesus as God. Thomas said the truth. People saw the truth. People believed the truth. Thomas' revelation and confession changed people's thinking about Jesus. It changed how people spoke and wrote about Jesus. We are still being affected by what he did and said today because of what's in the New Testament. Come on, give the guy a break. Let's remember him, not as doubting Thomas, but Thomas who got it right, the revelation that Jesus was God and owned him as Lord and God and changed the whole world as a result. You see, Peter kind of, he, he got it. I think, you know, he, he, he was getting it, but 
he, in his first sermon, he even underlines Thomas's higher use of the title and links it to Jesus as being God. Because his first sermon, after they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, Peter stands up to loads of people of the crowds. This is the same Peter that denied Jesus three times to save his own skin. Which my was he operating in then? Right? I, 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 who? I, I don't know him. Oh, I'm sure I saw you with him in the car. No, no, it wasn't me, mate, because we got to look at someone else. He was thinking of the, well, I'm, I'm my Jesus, well, when it's convenient, right? That's uh, opt-in and opt-out. He opted out. This same Peter that was restored by Jesus by a face-to-face conversation, he stood up and gave his first sermon to thousands of people, and this is what he said in Acts 2 verse 36. So let it be clearly known by everyone in Israel that God has made this Jesus, who you crucified, to be both Lord, that's the word curios, and Christ, Messiah, God. Peter is now preaching it. He's also got it. This same Peter was the one that denied Jesus, but now he's gone from my, I'm a disciple, I'm, uh, I'll follow you when I feel like it, to my, you are my God, I now belong to you, you are the boss, has now completely changed. And he appears to have got it the same way as Thomas got it. And I can tell you, I can prove to you that they kept on getting it because this is what happened to the disciples. Thomas went on to live for Jesus and was probably most active in the area of what we now class as east of Syria. Tradition has him preaching as far east as India, where the ancient uh, Mathoma Christians revered him as their founder. They claim, and we've been to India, haven't we? And we've seen, and and Sri Lanka, and we've seen uh, where they, they say that Thomas visited. They claim that he was martyred, ooh, martyred having died when pierced with the spears of four soldiers. Which my did he continue to live in? My Lord and my God. And even if it costs me my physical earthly life, so be it. Because it's not my following of you, opting in and opting out. It's my God, you, You own me. Whatever you say is happening in my life, that's good for me. And the rest of the apostles and disciples, Peter and Paul, were both martyred in Rome about 66 AD during the persecution of Emperor Nero. Paul was beheaded. Peter was crucified, but crucified upside down at his request because he was not worthy to die the same way as his Lord and God. Which my is he living in? My Lord and my God. If I have to die for you, I'm going to die for you. Andrew um, went to what is now, after you know the ascension and the disciples carried on living for Jesus, went to what we now as the Soviet Union. Um, Christians there claim him as the, f- the first to bring the gospel to their land. He also preached in Asia Minor, modern-day Turkey, and in Greece, where he is said to have been crucified. Philip possibly had a powerful ministry in Carthage in North Africa and in Asia Minor, which is now Turkey, where he converted the wife of the Roman proconsul. In retaliation, the proconsul had Philip arrested and cruelly put to death. 
Matthew, the tax collector, the writer of the gospel, ministered in Persia and Ethiopia. Some of the oldest reports say that he was not martyred, while others say that he was stabbed to death in Ethiopia. So there might be a difference. Did he, or was he not martyred? Don't know, but some people say he was. Bartholomew had a widespread um, missionary travels attributed to him uh, to India with Thomas, back to Armenia, and also to Ethiopia and southern Arabia. There are various accounts of how he met his death as a martyr for the gospel. James, the son of Alphaeus, reckoned to have ministry in Syria. The Jewish historian Josephus reported that he was stoned and then clubbed to death. Simon the Zealot was to have ministered in Persia and was killed after refusing to sacrifice to the sun god. Which my was he following? But worship that sun god or you're it. Because go, I'm it then. Because my god is my god. He's not a convenience. He's not I'll opt out. He's my God. And actually, this life is nothing compared to the life he's going to give me because he's my God. He's God. I ain't backing down. Matthias, he was the apostle chosen to replace Judas. Tradition has him being in Syria with Andrew and to death by burning. John, the disciple John, is the only disciple generally thought to have died a natural death from old age and he was exiled uh, and um, on the Isle of Patmos where he uh, had a vision which is he wrote the book of Revelation that's what we understand but an early Latin tradition had him escaping unhurt after being cast into boiling oil in Rome so even he had tough times even though probably he died a natural death of old age they're all the disciples and the apostle Paul you don't die for someone you support or for your team Jesus. You only die for my Jesus, meaning he is my God. All I have, including my life, is his and nothing and no one is going to make me deny he is my God. He owns me. Whatever I have to face, I'm going to face because he owns me. So the question I kind of, I wonder how many people know Jesus as that. Because I reckon there are a few people that know Jesus as this. Search and rescue Jesus. He's my saviour to find me when I get lost and get me out of the fix I'm in. He's good at doing that and can be relied upon to get me out of my fix. But once I'm back on my feet, I put my search and rescue Jesus away until the next time I need him. My Jesus is my search and rescue. Or there are those people, very similar, who say, my Jesus is a first aider Jesus. My Jesus knows how to deal with the consequences of me living my own way, and he's there to help me and heal me and get me back on my feet again. And once he's done that, I put the first aid Jesus back in the box until the next time I need him. Then there's the life insurance cover Jesus. My Saviour has promised that he will look after me both now and when death comes to me. I need my life assurance, Jesus, to cover me because I cause so much damage to myself and other people. The way I'm living my life my way, I definitely need that life insurance. And it's comforting to know that when my life insurance, Jesus, is in my possession, I'm okay. To those Christians, I would suggest you read Matthew 25, where people said, Lord, Lord through probably those three things, Jesus said, who are you? Don't even know you. The parable of the sheep and the goats. 
So those people that trade on those, those three Jesuses, we need to be careful because they're not the Jesus that God the Father knows. They're not the Jesus that died on the cross. They're not the Jesus that Thomas encountered. The Jesus is the Lord God Jesus. You may have your own versions of my Jesus. Um, he works for me. He may be, um, well, I support and follow him when it suits me. He's my Jesus, my perfect job finder. He's my Jesus, my matchmaker Jesus. When I found my partner, then that's it. I'm going to ditch Jesus and live my life as I want. My overcoming the past Jesus, once I've sorted that out, then thanks very much. I'll live my life from here on as I want to. What's your version of my Jesus? Can I respectfully say that if you have the wrong my, that's not going to get you very far. And I'd like you, because if you're kind of saying, hmm, I'm not sure whether my Jesus is my God in the fact that everything in my life is owed to him and he is the highest authority and he owns me rather than I own my faith and what I'm going to do with it. Can I respectfully say, keep journeying and being intentional about finding the revelation that turns the my, it's mine, to the my, I belong. He owns me. Because true life can only come with the Lord, Lord Jesus to you, meaning master, sir, friend, and God. If we miss out the last one, we make him into a social justice Jesus, a nice teacher Jesus. If he is anything, he is God. And if he's God, I dare you to look into his face and say no. I've tried it. It does not work. And he's had to pull me up on at least one occasion in my life and say, Judith, I say this, you say that. I'm God. Oh yeah, I know that. Well, no, I'm not. In your life, I'm not. Because you are choosing to hold what you say over what I say. That means you've just made yourself, lifted yourself above me. You've just made yourself your God of your life. And when he put it like that, I went, flipping heck. <laughs> I don't want to be God. I don't want to sort my life out. I don't want to have to work out what's going to happen. I don't want to have to, I don't want to fix the messes I'm in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's get this priority. Let's get this back in order. You're God. You own me. I own you as my God. I serve you as my God and my Lord and my Savior. And I had to change the way I thought what I was thinking about myself and started to believe what God said. If you're not at that place, I don't want you to go home today thinking, oh, well, I, 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 don't, I don't think that I, I can see. No, I, my, my God. No, 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 I, I don't think he owns me. I, I'm not there yet. Don't go home thinking, oh, that's terrible. I'm not, I'm not worthy. No, I've just proved to you that all the disciples, particularly Thomas, 
gone through life, a journey, a transition to the point of revelation when they all go, yeah, my Lord and my God. I now belong to you. I am owned by you. I'm making you Lord and God of my life over every decision I make, over everything I do, over every um, aspect of my life, what you're asking me to do, I'm yours. And I want you to, if you're not at that place, it would be good to spend some time intentionally talking to God to say, I'm not there, but I want to be there because Jesus is really, really keen for you, like Thomas, to say, my Lord and my God. I think we could have that last song. Um, in, this, in this song, obviously, there are some words that talk about my God, my Savior. And it would be good, as we finish our service with this song, for us to have a little think about my. Where is the my in your life? My, you own your God? Or are you owned by your God? And there's a massive difference. And today, there are perhaps, perhaps you're saying, yes, he does, but I've let this area just slip. I've now taken responsibility of that area and told him, actually, you don't, you're very busy, God. You don't need to worry about that bit of my life. I'll sort that. And God's going, excuse me, my God, if I am God, I am God and Lord over that aspect of your life. I want it back. I want you to give it back to me, the authority back to me. And I want you to do what I'm saying in regard to those aspects of your life.
Father, I pray that you will help us receive a revelation of what we've just sung, that I owe my life to you, my Savior. Father, we thank you this morning that we have been saved, set free, and made whole through what you have done. And our lives really are not ours anymore because you alone have made them worth living. And so this morning, Lord, I want to thank you for what we've heard. But I pray that you'll help us to hear even more that from the words that have been spoken and help us to walk as people who know what they owe to Jesus our Savior. We thank you and we give our lives to you. We give all that we are, every relationship we have, 
And we lay it before you this morning. I mean, actually, I'm saying that. You've got to do that yourself. I'm saying the words, but Lord, help us to be willing to do that and to know that you are our life because you are our Savior, my Lord and my God. Amen. Amen. Great. I have a feeling there might be some more people next week. <laughs> Coming back from holidays and that. Mind you, it's a bank holiday weekend. But do you know what? It doesn't matter. The right people are here to hear what God has said to us today. Have a great week, everybody. And God bless. And do stay for tea, coffee, and goodies.